This is EIG Community Connection with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Hey, friends. Welcome to EIG Community Connection. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm the Director of Community Outreach at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Purpose, passion, inspiration. We bring all these three things together in this show. Our purpose is education. Our passion is outreach. And then I go out and I talk with individuals about their purpose and passion and how they're using those to make a difference in the community with the hopes of inspiring others to do the same. On our show today, we're going to meet a woman who is passionate about advocating for individuals with Down syndrome. She's going to share with us the various things they do in the community and how they get involved. And you may just find some ways that you can get involved yourself. And then you're going to learn about an organization that was formed by five moms to help nurture and support individuals with special needs and a service they provide that may just save you thousands of dollars in medical equipment and supplies. My first guest is Robin Lyons, and she is the co-founder of Wisconsin Upside Down. And she has a very special guest with her today, her daughter, Kelly. Wisconsin Upside Down works to enhance the lives of individuals with Down syndrome by providing awareness and education, advocacy, and support, which benefits the surrounding communities as well. So welcome, and thank you for being here, Robin and Kelly. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. You know, Robin, when I first met you, I thought you were such an inspiration. You know, you have so many different things going on, and I thought, my goodness, does this woman ever sleep? Wow. (laughs) Not much. (laughs) (laughs) It's obvious that you're passionate about this. So uh, I think it's what gets you up in the morning, and it's your coffee, you know, to keep you going all day long, right? So can you share with our listeners why? why? Why is Down syndrome, or why is Wisconsin Upside Down so important to you? Well, I moved here um, when my daughter was really young, and I had a little trouble finding really the support that I needed. There were social opportunities for people with disabilities and Down syndrome, but I really wasn't getting the education. And as a parent, I needed to be armed uh, with information uh, to help my daughter. So that's really where Wisconsin Upside Down came from, this need for information, the need for the community to have that information and, and have a conduit to get that information out. Mm-hmm. And actually, I I thought I knew what Down syndrome was, and I think I probably thought more about, I knew what the characteristics of Down syndrome was. So, uh, but after talking with you, you've educated me so much, and I learned so much about it. Can you share again with our listeners what exactly Down syndrome is. Absolutely. And this is something that we do a lot, especially when we visit schools, because children sometimes are afraid they're going to catch Down syndrome. How do you get Down syndrome? Mm -hmm. Down syndrome actually happens before uh, ready conception. There's an additional 21st chromosome. So we all get a a chromosome from our mom and a chromosome for our dad. So we have 46. But with people with Down syndrome, something has happened to make a that 21st chromosome stick a little bit and they end up with an extra part or a complete 21st chromosome. So all the changes in a person with Down syndrome where they're different, I always say they wear it on their face, right? You're Mm -hmm. talking about the ideas that you have are probably visual. They have eyes that may be set a little further apart, sometimes a thickening in the back of their neck. Sometimes they'll have just one crease in their hand. That's uh, common to people with Down syndrome. 
And that's what makes them special, right? Yeah. yeah and absolutely. this is the smallest chromosome. It is so small. And yet we see this immense change in a person with Down syndrome. Well, we're, we're, I have the privilege of, of having your daughter with us today, Kelly. Kelly, welcome to the show. And we're so excited to learn more about you and all the different things that you do in your, in your teenage life. Can you share with us all the fun things you're doing? Sure. And I, I am Kelly. Um, I am at a country Lutheran at, I'm at a country Lutheran. I'm in freshman and I've, I'm meant to travel whole time. And she likes to travel. Like to travel. Oh, nice, nice. Where do you go when you travel, Kel? I've been to too many places. France, Hawaii. You've been to France? Wow. Switzerland. Wow. Did you go skiing <laughs> when you were in Switzerland? <laughs> well, I love going to Switzerland every time. I like my favorite thing in Switzerland. I like to go to... The ride, the ride is the slide. I it's a big like slide that. down the mountain. Oh, ooh, that Kelly sounds like fun. Kelly and I threw snowballs on a glacier, right, Kelly? Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> wow. You get to do some really cool things, don't you? And you're a, a, a freshman at LCL? Yes. Okay. And what types of classes? Like, what's your favorite class? Uh, well, my favorite class, I like doing art. Ah, Why okay. don't you tell them what other classes you do? I have lots of classes in my school. I have biology, world history, early Christian church, mm. arts, and algebra. Wow, <laughs> all those fun things. And tell me, do you have a favorite teacher? I won't tell anybody, but you, you know, you do have a favorite Who's teacher. Your favorite teacher. <laughs> my favorite teacher is Mrs. G. Mrs. G. Oh, how nice. <laughs> Mrs. G, if you're listening, you know, did you get that plug? Um, and so how cool is it that you get to work with your mom on different things? So, like, what kinds of things do you work with your mom on? Um, I like to work with my mom a lot because she's helping me in math. I have, well, mm. not, not, not school, but, like, what we do with Wisconsin Upside Down. Are, are you yeah. going to Congress? I think your mom said something about you guys are going to to speak, you know, more for advocacy and education. Mm-hmm. What kinds of yeah. things do you do with that? Tell them what we do. Well, we have some more like Congress, and then I like to work on more to to talk to the the, con- the congressmen about jobs, girls, and human rights. Wow, that is awesome. Kelly's been going girl. That's great. Yeah, she's been going since she was four. And um, she's had she's helped pass several laws that have passed through Congress. One um, offering medical information to families that get a diagnosis of Down syndrome. (gasps) One that um, just up until 19 or uh, 2015, people with disabilities really couldn't have savings account and save any decent amount of money. Um, You could only have $2,000 to your name. You have to live in poverty to access different um, needs um, that you would get from the government. So Mm. Kelly talked um, to her congressman and told them she wants a job. She wants to get married and a house, right? That's great. Do they call it the Kelly Lyons Law? Unfortunately, no. But it was named after a friend of mine, Steve Beck. um, He passed away just before it passed into law. Um, But the uh, ABLE Act, Achieving a Better Life Experience, now allows people 
to save for their futures so she can put money in an ABLE account. Um, and then Kelly, once we passed it nationally, it had to pass in Wisconsin. So, Kelly, who did you sit with when that law passed into law in Wisconsin? Um, I really sit with my... With who was it? With Governor Walker. With oh, Governor you know, Walker. I've never met him. You were one up on me on that one. That's, <laughs> that's really good. Um, now, we talk about why we like to interview organizations at specific times. And uh, actually, October is the Down Syndrome Awareness Month. But there's a reason why March is a good time to have you on the show talking about Down Syndrome. Can you share why? Sure. We talked about that extra 21st chromosome. They have three 21st chromosomes. And so um, World Down Syndrome Day um, was decided by the United Nations that it would be held on March 20 first for the three 21st chromosomes. So every year we celebrate, and it's really become not just a day of celebration, but truly a month of celebrations. Okay. Because, you know, we don't want to keep it to one day. So <laughs> we have all kinds of things going on all month long for Down syndrome to celebrate um, just the beauty of people with Down syndrome. And uh, uh, later in the segment, we're going to talk about different events that are going sure. on and how people can get involved. But um, we're going to take a short break. But before we do, I just... I you and I had talked about so many different things that, again, I, I was just so educated uh, on the topic and found so interesting. But one of the things you talked about, Robin, is that people with uh, Down syndrome are known to have protection against some major diseases. And uh, uh, I just thought that was so interesting. So that's my question for you all out there before we take a break. What uh, uh, major disease is, are people with Down syndrome known to have some protection against? We'll talk about that when we come back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG Community Connection with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm chatting with Robin Lyons from Wisconsin Upside Down and her beautiful daughter, Kelly. Before the break, I said that uh, people with Down syndrome are known to have protection against some major disease. And actually, it's one of the top five. It's a biggie. Uh, what What is it? It's cancer. That's right. Robin, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Absolutely. Well, um, and they've just made some major discoveries. We're, we're studying people with Down syndrome these days, and they may hold the answer to curing diseases for all of us. And uh, two of the big ones are cancer and Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. So people with Down syndrome seem to be protected from tumor cancers. They do get leukemia more often than okay. other people do. Very, um, very high success rate in treatment for that leukemia. They actually do better in treatment than you or I would. Okay. Um, so childhood leukemia is a problem, but everything else they don't seem to get um, other than testicular cancer in older men. Um, and so they're studying why is that. And when they find out what that why is, and I think they're getting there, mm -hmm. um, then they probably can come up with a, a help for all of us to protect the rest of us from those tumor cancers. That's amazing. And wasn't there a study done where they talked about life expectancy of people with Down syndrome and sure. how it used to be? 
very young. And right. now with all these advancements, you know, well, it's it into gives, the 60s now. And when Kelly amazing. was born, so she's 15 now. Mm-hmm. And um, and a normal teenager, may I just say, you may have a lot of misconceptions <laughs> about Down syndrome out there, but believe me, life with my 15-year-old daughter with Down syndrome is just like it was with my 15-year-old that didn't have Down syndrome. Never a dull so, moment. Never right? a dull yeah. moment. You get the good with the bad. <laughs> I get all the typical girl stuff, you know. Okay. <laughs> she likes to say, Mom. Um, right, <laughs> but um, so Kelly had cancer too. She is a uh, she's over ten years off treatment. She did mm, very wonderful. well in treatment. It was terrifying. It's really one of the reasons I started Wisconsin Upside Down too with my friends because there was so much information that people didn't have. I wish there had been someone to say when she was diagnosed. This is not the end of the world. Right. She'll get through this treatment. Mm-hmm. She's going to be a wonderful young lady someday. I was terrified. So we needed to get that information out there. Absolutely. And we need to let people know that, um, you know, when she was born, they said she'd live to be 50 maybe. And now it's well into the 60s. We expect that number to keep growing and growing because we realize now that there's such potential for people. And we've learned how to control the effects of that extra 21st chromosome and be able to um, fix the medical problems that were um, causing them to die early. Well, and so now with life expectancy being increased, you can have different conversations with your your children about maybe what they want to do when they get older. Older, what uh, uh, what they want to pursue, Kelly? What you were telling me earlier? Some things that you're involved in. You're such a beautiful girl, and you do your makeup so nicely. Can you share with us what uh, what you want to do when you grow up? Um, when I grow up, I want to be a dentist or, or a makeup artist. A makeup artist, and she's doing makeup at school too. What are you doing at school with your uh, makeup right now? So I am doing for the makeup for Into the Woods. Into okay. the Woods is so cool, and Into the Woods is a nice movie to watch with and to watch what happened out there with my teachers doing for, for, into, for into the Woods. Right, so she's likes, she likes the movie, but she, they're doing the play at her school now. Lake so. Country Lutheran is yes, doing, uh, doing a play. play. Oh, very good. And, you know, you asked about the futures of people with Down syndrome, and it's absolutely true. Um, all of the Down syndrome leaders just got together to work on adult guidelines because we didn't really need them before. Right, yeah. But now our loved ones with Down syndrome are living long, healthy lives, so we need to come up with some plans. We're putting together guidelines for um, our... Uh, health industry, for our doctors to take care of people with Down syndrome in the long term, and all the Down syndrome groups around the country are working to put these together now. That's fantastic. You know, I just uh, listened to a TED Talk not too long ago where they were talking about parental love and how parental love is unconditional and unconditional acceptance. And they talked about three different levels of of acceptance, one being self-acceptance, another social acceptance, and another one family acceptance, and how important that is for the whole family to to be engaged in the process, whatever that process looks like. So you had mentioned that there was a phenomenon out there called the Down syndrome factor that deals with family mm-hmm. dynamics. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. You know, when um, one of the reasons 
Wisconsinians, three moms came together and started Wisconsin Upside Down as we all had unconditional love. The minute you look at your child, you fall in love with them. Absolutely. Uh, families of children with Down syndrome are just like other families. No you love your right. kids mm-hmm. just the same. Unfortunately, often doctors tell you, oh, I'm so sorry. The medical industry, I'm so sorry. People meet you on the street when you're pregnant with a child with Down syndrome. I'm so sorry. Because we find out early most of the time now. And we wanted uh, a way to tell people there's nothing to be sorry about. We should be telling those families congratulations. Right. Not only that, but the Down syndrome factor is of the studies of families with Down syndrome, there's much less likelihood of a divorce in a family Mm. with a child with Down syndrome. Those families are happy families. Wonderful. Well, and that just makes me think about the rest of that TED Talk. They, uh, the gentleman that was giving it said that he asked a parent who had a child with Down syndrome if they wished for, if they wished for anything different for themselves or for their child. And they said, for my child, I would wish some things different because it would just make their life easier. But for me as a parent, I wouldn't change a thing because it allowed me to learn so many more things. But uh, the bigger thing was it taught me how to love that much bigger, that much more, uh, how to be that much more effective. And I think that's what it's really, really about. As you talked about, or we talked about unconditional acceptance, it's just um, loving your child unconditionally and accepting situation and understanding how can we be more of an advocate. Um, we talked about uh, the um, some of the things that you had going on about the, uh, the Down Syndrome Day on March 21st, but on your website you have all different kinds of things that you guys are doing in the community, and that's really what we want to share with our listeners is if somebody says, I want to get involved, um, what are some things? What are some events that you have going on? Sure. Well, first of all, we are 10 years old this year, so we have a lot okay. to celebrate. Absolutely. In March, we have uh, an event called Remarkably You, mm-hmm. and that is an opportunity um, for people with disabilities to work on something, to work on something that makes them feel good about themselves. It's kind of like a pageant, but it's boys and girls, and we pair them with typically developing peers who are our mentors. Oh, nice. And they get to be on nice. stage with them. Yeah. Um, um, if you're interested in any of our events, you can go to WIUS as in Sam, D as in David, dot org uh, and visit our website and learn about our opportunities. We have opportunities every month. All year long. Don't our, you have something with the schools, too, where schools can right? get involved? We can, and- uh, we can come to your workplace and do a lunch and learn. We can come to schools and do lunch and learns. We have events that we do at schools where we bring a giant prize wheel and we teach them fun facts about Down syndrome and acceptance, and they get prizes and have oh, a lot of fun. Oh, they're on there. Okay, and prizes. So. Our, our biggest <laughs> event of the year is our Buddy Walk. Our 10th okay. anniversary mm-hmm. Buddy Walk will happen in Heartland at North Shore Middle School on October 14th. So you can get a team together. And a great thing to do for uh, local businesses is to do uh, business dress down Fridays or whatever day you want to do it. Everybody throw in a $5 bill to donate and you get to dress down for that day at work. Actually, uh, we do that at our do office. You? We ha- Yeah, all of the employees can... Um put into the hat the name of an organization that they are passionate about. And anybody who gives $5 or more to that organization, we have Fridays that they can wear jeans. So it's just a fun little thing that we do. Um, Social gatherings. You have some different social gatherings and educational events, resources. What are some of those things? Well, as far as resources, I think our number one resource, we'll bring resources out into the community. As a matter of fact, we reach out into rural areas of Wisconsin where they're not getting the type of support you would get in a bigger city. Okay. 
We go to schools and we help teachers um, how to educate children with Down syndrome better in their classrooms. We work with parents on putting together um, education plans with their schools, which are called IEPs. That's often a very stressful plan for parents to put together with schools. So we help expedite those at schools. We help work as an intermediary between the school and the parent to make those things work smoothly. Um, As far as social events, we do everything from karaoke nights. Oh, fun. (laughs) Kelly, you like karaoke, right? Yes. (laughs) Kelly lives for karaoke. And who's your favorite uh, singer? Taylor Swift. Oh, she's a T-Swift fan. Way to go. (laughs) All right. All right, Kelly. (laughs) Awesome. Um, So if our listeners, again, want to get involved, let's share again about a contact number and a website. Sure. Again, the website is W-I-U-S as in Sam, D as in David, dot org. And our phone number, we can be reached at 262-443-8690. We have tons of volunteer opportunities. Of course, we need money to make our organization right, roll, so right. um, we always look forward to, especially, you know, people will do a bake sale, a lemonade stand, they'll do a dress down day at work. Uh, if your company has matching funds, it's a great mm-hmm. way to help support us as well. And again, get a buddy walk team together. I tell you, everyone that comes to the buddy walk always comes back. It is such a fun event. And that's actually that's how I got to meet Deb Balderas, who was a neighbor of mine, because uh, she has a, uh, a son with Down syndrome, and sure. she would come around the, the community with Mitchell and would try and get uh, uh, donations from people for the Buddy Walk. And so I'm aware of that event. It's a great event. Um, well, awesome. I thank you so much for being here, Robin and Kelly, and for sharing your love with your family and with the community. Thank you so much. Uh, it takes hard work to raise kids, right? And, you know, as well as patience and dedication. And caregivers are responsible for ensuring safety and, and good health. And that becomes especially more difficult when you're caring for someone with special needs. When we come back, you're going to meet one-fifth of the Team Up With Families founders. And she's going to share some exciting things that they have going on in the community. She's also going to share with us how we might be, they may be able to save you some money on medical supplies and equipment. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to EIG Community Connection with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to the EIG Community Connection. I'm your host, Jill Economo. I'd like you to meet my next guest. Her name is Pat Caravu, who is one of five moms who formed an organization called Team Up With Families. Welcome to the show, Pat. Thank you, Jill. I'm very happy to be here. We're happy to have you. I read a statistic recently from the U.S. Census Bureau that said nearly one in five people have a disability in the United States. So we know that there's definitely a need out there for people like you, Pat. People whose mission is to enrich and nurture and support individuals with disabilities and their families. So tell us, what was going on in the lives of you moms that inspired you to form this organization? My husband and I have eight children. The youngest, oh my goodness. Are, wow. twi- <laughs> the youngest are twins that were born three months prematurely. And as a result of that prematurity, Abby has cerebral palsy and from a very young age needed to have physical, occupational, and speech therapy. Mm. So I ran into these other moms while I was in the waiting room at the therapy clinic where all of our children were receiving services. And it was from those other mothers 
and talking among ourselves that we learned of resources that were available and how to access them. So we decided to come together to form a nonprofit organization. The physical therapist at the therapy clinic had tried for one summer to um, have a day camp experience for the kids. So it was really the therapy in an outdoor environment. Okay. But we thought it was such a great idea that our little organization thought about continuing something like that. So we sat down as a group and brainstormed different ways that we might be able to help families that were raising a child with a disability. Okay. Wow. It's like like hashtag moms with a mission or something. <laughs> you get moms together, and when they're passionate about things, they can they can shake things up and make things happen. Um, and then uh, talking about resources, the costs involved. My goodness, there must be such um, uh, enormous costs involved with um, your your children with special needs. There are great costs, and this was in the early 1990s that we were beginning this organization. And at that time, it was even easier to access insurance than mm. it is today. It has become much more difficult. Insurance resources are much tighter than they were at that time. But it was a big expense to have to provide equipment and pay for therapy and other necessities when you're raising a child who cannot walk. Oh, I imagine. I imagine. You know, you say med- there's lots of insurance plans out there that cover some of the costs of doctor visits and, and possibly even lab work, but little, if any, that cover costs for monthly supplies or special equipment. You know, my mom just recently had hip replacement surgery, and she left with this laundry list of things that she needed, both supplies and equipment. And she knew that she wasn't going to need the equipment for any great length of time. I'm talking like a walker or a cane, you know, one of those things that helps you put your socks on. I mean, they had all kinds of interesting things. But my understanding is that's uh, one of your sweet spots. You have something called Katie's Closet, which is a service of uh, team up with families. So, and it's it's a loan library. Can you explain how exactly that works? It works exactly like a book library. Only we have medical equipment that is in our inventory, and people can come and borrow the equipment for as long as they need it. For the most part, we do have a couple exceptions. And so, at the time when our children were small, we were thinking it was only going to be children's equipment. Okay. But when you talked about how many people in the United States have a disability, Mm -hmm. many of those are acquired during our lifetime because of an injury, because of um, age. Right, right. And so, and many, many more people are having knee and hip replacements. Mm -hmm. So there are lots of people who become disabled for a while or for their their lifetime, and they need equipment. So we, we soon got into the business of accepting donations of adult equipment as well. And now have loaned out, in, like in 2017, we loaned out 11,140 pieces wow. of medical equipment. Wow. And where do these come from? So let's say if, if, I, if I did go out and purchase something for my mother, for example, and I wanted to pass it on, uh, pay it forward, if you will, people would just give them to you and then you, you pass them on? Yes. Primarily, they do come from individuals okay. who have purchased them for themselves or for their parents or for some other family member. And when that person no longer needs it, they bring it to us. And we occasionally get a donation from some kind of a medical supplier. Recently had a group of 10 hospital beds donated by a home medical agency. Wow. That was 
upgrading their uh, inventory, so okay. they gave mm -hmm. us 10 usable beds and mattresses. Oh, that's wonderful, because those are expensive. You know, we my sister was saying to my mom, Mom, you need to get one of those recliner chairs that just like, you know, just moves <laughs> you up out and makes it easier, but those suckers are expensive. Do you have any of those? We used to have those. We stopped taking them because... Okay. Many Everybody times, wanted them? <laughs> <laughs> no, we always had a waiting list, but okay. some of them that came in were soiled oh, okay. or had urine smell, and then we had to take them apart to throw them away. So oh, we okay. decided that we would stop taking They were also very heavy. Oh, I imagine. So then you need volunteers to help carry yes. them and deliver them. What about supplies? We have a, a gal in our office who has a special needs child, and she says that she oftentimes brings supplies, different medical supplies, that she doesn't need anymore to your facility. Yes. Uh, lots of people also bring in unused medical supplies. It could be anything from oxygen tubing, gauze, and such items when you have a wound. Uh, G-tube buttons and feeding bags. Okay. Um, Pull-ups. Pull-ups, you know, yes. yes. We get many, Not many, used ones, of course. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> we get many incontinence items, whether they're the tape-on type adult diapers or the pull-on okay. style of di adult diapers. And we have a lot of requests for those diapers. I imagine. Most people want the pull-on. Okay. Although sometimes when you're caring for someone that's very involved, they need the tape-on diapers. Okay. And yeah. this saves people a lot of money. A I bag imagine. of those probably cost $20. Yes. So if they come in and get two or three bags from us every month or every three weeks, that's that's really a lot. Absolutely. So if you, uh, any of you listeners out there have any uh, medical supplies or equipment, uh, just think of Katie's Closet. My understanding is you help somebody in Florida recently or not too long ago. Yes, it was just a couple years back that a mother was up here with her child in the car and was hit head on mm. on the freeway in Milwaukee. Mom had a severe brain injury and the child became paralyzed from the waist down. So this family, dad had to come up from Florida. Mom was very severe in a coma and this little girl no longer could move any part of her lower body, mm. needed to be catheterized to go to the bathroom, mm. needed to have a bowel program in order to do that. And so this family was overwhelmed. I imagine. So dad and grandma came up, and when they were ready to be released back to Florida to a hospital down there, we supplied them with a lot of equipment, a wheelchair for the child, a wheelchair for mom, lots of supplies such as catheters for the little girl, and other things that this family could use, and we did not expect them to get those back. We took them out of inventory. Right. Yeah, that is so awesome. And and my understanding is that not only within the United States, but you crossed the borders. You did. Uh, you were able to help out some people in Guatemala and Puerto Rico, Africa, Mexico, Haiti. Tell us about that. Whenever we hear of a group that is going overseas to help someone, and they can take some of our medical supplies or equipment. We are happy to help them out. We don't give out equipment that we know we're going to need for the local people. So there are items that we never have enough of, so we wouldn't give those out. Okay. But we often have an excess. Children's wheelchairs, adult walkers. There are lots of things that we have more than enough, and we're happy to share those with other organizations so they can take them overseas. Sometimes lots of diapers. We get mm -hmm. a lot of diapers in, and so yeah. those go with 
That's fantastic. That really is fantastic. What are some of those things that you are in short supply of? So if somebody says, I would like to donate some funds or go out and buy some things and take them to Katie's Closet, what are some of those things that you really are in need of? Well, the knee walkers or knee scooters that people use following okay, a surgery yeah. mm-hmm. is one of our exceptions to the keep it as long as you like. Okay. We loan those out for a three-month interval, which usually is long enough. Always invite people to call us if their doctor wants them to stay off a little longer. And then we um, ask them to bring them back. And, and the main reason is we don't want them to wait and have it sit in their garage sure, sure. until they can get down because we always have a waiting list. So there's always a waiting list for those. We've been short supply of the extended shower chairs, which are oh, okay. usually needed after surgery sure. if someone can't step over the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Okay, And so shower chairs is another thing that we kind of are chronically short of. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. In the next segment, um, we're actually going to talk about a day camp for children uh, with physical disabilities that is unique and special in one particular way. Stay tuned and we're going to find out how. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG Community Connection with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to the EIG Community Connection. I'm Jill Economo, and I'm having an interesting conversation here with Pat Caribou from Team Up With Families and Katie's Closet. Before the break, we were talking about a day camp that Team Up With Families offers. Now, we know that there are wonderful camp opportunities out there for special needs uh, community, but yours is something different. Share with us how, how yours is different. Team Up With Families started this day camp, which runs actually four days from 9.30 to 1.30. And the main reason it is different is it is not just for the child who has a disability, but for their brothers and sisters as well. We talked about that in the earlier segment, about how important it is for families to come together uh, and work on challenges. Yes, and the brothers and sisters often feel isolated and alone and think theirs is the only family. A child with special needs takes a lot of mom and dad's time, sure, which pushes the other kids a little bit into the background. So when they go out to camp, they are campers. They get to have just as much fun. They get to see there's lots of other families that are like theirs with a child or children with disabilities. And In my case, when I had Abby and she would have been eligible for some of the special needs camps, her twin sister would have not been able to go. And so that was it was one of the main things we thought would be really great if all the kids in the families and those siblings that really enjoy being out there as well as the kids with special needs. Oh, I imagine. Now, where where is it held? Where is it exactly? The camp is being held now in Harnishfager Park, which is just north of Oconomowoc, just over the line into Dodge County. Okay. It's a beautiful facility, and it has some paved paths, and it has um, restrooms that are flush toilets, which we used to in the past have to have pit toilets, which oh, okay. is not That's as no easy. That's no fun, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> and so it's a beautiful facility, and they bend over backwards out there, their groundskeeper, to help us out. For instance, we have a horseback riding experience at camp, which is really a favorite of all the kids who come to camp, siblings oh, and the kids with special needs. Yeah. And in there, they moved us up into their baseball field so it wouldn't be too long a walk to get. They do have horse riding trails, okay. but it would have been too far to push wheelchairs and to get kids over to it. So they let us use their baseball field 
to walk the kids around in this big loop. They go around a couple of times on a nice, horse nice. with sidewalkers, someone leading the horse. And so it's really a very safe experience. Okay. And you have fishing and crafts, Arts music crafts, therapy, music, that kind of stuff? Music therapy is a big hit. A music therapist from Heartland comes out and spends a good part of her week out there. The kids get to play with instruments. We find entertainers, and sometimes they are also musicians. And it's always, we try to get it to be very interactive. Okay. So they pass around instruments, and the kids get to drum or whatever it is they're doing. And so it's a it's several segments during the day, and we try to alternate something very active with something a little bit more sedentary because these kids have to have a little bit of a break. So they might go from horseback riding to arts and crafts or from the rock wall climb to an entertainer where they're sitting and watching for the most part. Okay, and this is not just one day, right? I mean, they can attend multiple days? We, we hope that they come all four days. They are given a... A volunteer buddy who is a student at Carroll University, PT or OT student. Okay. And they are, it's part of their curriculum. So it's written into their curriculum. Their instructors come out with them. So they get the best experience if their child that they're helping is there every day. Mm -hmm. So that's our our usual hope is that the child can come every day. Now, sometimes it's too hot and they have to stay home or the child becomes ill. But that's the way it, it works. And it's really a great partnership. We get quality volunteers helping the kids. Oh, I imagine. Now, what what are the typical ages? The kids can be anywhere from age 4 to 18. Okay. And for those older campers, I would imagine that's, uh, for those that are returning, that it's a great opportunity for uh, a leadership role with the younger campers, yes? Yes. Some of our... Our leaders of today's camp are former campers. Some of them use mobility devices such as a walker to get around, and they're a great role model for the younger campers to see that these young adults are now um, helping out. My three youngest daughters are running the horseback riding experience at camp and have for several years. Oh, that's wonderful. So they are the ones that acquire the horses, get their owners to bring them out, set everything up, the corral and do all the volunteers leading the horses. Okay. Well, speaking of volunteers, we talk about how important that is. We have listeners uh, and also clients that are saying, you know, we really want to help out in in some way, uh, time, talent, resources. You know, how how can volunteers help? Can, can a volunteer say they want to work at the day camp, for example? Yes, they can. Okay. And those volunteer opportunities are available on our website to sign up. Katie's Closet and Team Up with Families activities are all 100% volunteer run. We have no paid staff anywhere in the organization, so we have a board of directors that directs us and all volunteers. So as you can imagine, it takes a lot of people. At Katie's Closet, we have probably 30 regular volunteers and a number of others who can come once a month or so. Out at camp, we probably have about 150 volunteers. So it's like a two-to-one ratio. And when does the day camp start? I mean, is that the last week in July? Okay. So it's usually pretty warm. Okay. Okay. So it's not something that's going on all summer long. No, it's the last week in July. And partially because it is 100% volunteer run, it takes a big effort to to get it to happen. Okay. So there's uh, different things with either the camp or they can work for... Katie's Closet. They can come in and and, uh, donate supplies or medical equipment. There's all kinds of things. Do you have any events that are coming up that you would like to talk about? We do have an adult fundraising event 
our sixth annual Monte Carlo night, which is coming up April 14th. And that is a basically a fundraiser. It's a fun night of gaming, silent auction, live auction. And we raise the majority of our fundraising is take, takes place at that event each year. It's also a lot of fun. Okay. It's held at the Elks Club in Waukesha. Oh, okay. All right. Now, as far as contact information, we want to make sure that people are aware of how they can get a hold of you or the organization and also website information. Can you share that? Sure. The phone number is 262 746 9034 and our website is teamupwithfamilies.org so we can be easily reached through either of those there's an email link on the website and we have someone who answers our phone a volunteer even from her home so the phone is answered quite regularly all right well thank you so much for being here pat and for sharing how you uh you and four other moms came together to live out your passion for your families and for the community thank you uh i want to thank robin lyons as well from wisconsin upside down and her beautiful daughter kelly for being here to uh to share what they're doing in the community I hope you've learned some interesting and informative things today. Uh, again, our purpose is education and sharing of resources. We want to share so that our listeners can make informed decisions. If you'd like more information about the people or the organizations we talked with today, you may email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or call our office at 262-691-3200. Also, I encourage you to tune in to our Money Sense radio show that airs on Saturday and Sunday afternoons. And you can visit our website at ellenbecker.com for the podcast from these shows and past shows and about other information and what's going on with, uh, with EIG. Join us again in two weeks as other inspiring guests share how they're making a difference in our community and our world. Uh, and beyond our borders as well. Right, Pat? We hope to encourage you uh, and inspire you to think of ways that you can make a difference in the life of someone in some way. Until we meet again, remember, give a blessing and be a blessing. Have a great weekend.